This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. So in today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, I am joined by someone I'm very excited to have here. So a little while ago, as part of my 100 episode celebrations, I gave my listeners, I gave you guys out there an opportunity to apply to be on the show. And we had almost 100 people apply. Some of you were then featured in our guest celebration on episode 100, which if you haven't listened to, you can go back and tune in and find out the impact that this show has had across the world. And we had one lucky winner. And that winner here is Gemma, Gemma James. And Gemma James is a law of attraction coach who brings the practical side of that woo-woo stuff into business. And one of the reasons that I... Well, actually, I'm going to let Gemma share what happened for her when she applied to be on this show. So, hey, Gemma, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I totally manifested it. So thank you so much. I love so it. So let's start there. <laughs> let's start with what it means to you to have manifested being on this show today. Oh, I'm just so excited because it's so important to me to get more visible at the moment in my own business with the things that I've got going on. I've been a listener now of your show for the last three months, I think it is two or three months, listening in the car, listening on the way home and hearing all of these amazing guests being featured. And I actually said to myself about eight weeks ago, I'm going to be on her show. No idea how I'm going to do it because she's got these really big, like big weeks. I'm going to be on her show. And then you announced this competition for your 100th episode. And I was like, well, okay, that's fine. I'm going to do it. Let's totally manifest this. I know all of the things about the law of attraction, the power of the brain. Let's do it. So I applied. I put it on my vision board. I told people that I was going to win. I set it as my alarm on my phone saying, entrepreneur, get visible, featured. And then I won. And it's just a reminder that you can totally manifest whatever it is that you want when you set that intention and put the practical action behind it. So Gemma, that's amazing because when you set an intention for something, you can make it happen. But not everything comes to fruition. And it's understanding that and kind of letting go. And I am one of those people who sits on the fence with the law of attraction stuff. I don't consider myself particularly woo-woo. But there is definitely something in it. And I know that when I feel like I've tapped into what I want and my wishes, then things manifest in my life. They come to fruition. And what I want to share with you is that the reason that you won, and we had a lot of applications, was that you brought an energy and a commitment to your application. So people who are um, applied to be on the show had to deliver through a recording system called SpeakPipe, either from their phone or from their laptop, just a, a very brief two to five minute application. Some of it was aired, some of it wasn't, some of it was really highly edited down. And it was the energy that Gemma was transmitting that made me kind of go, okay, we have to do that. That and it was a it, it was a no brainer. There were there were other people who were contenders, but it was the energy that was coming across in what you were saying that I felt was a really really good fit for this show. And what I love is that we have not had a conversation about this element in terms of business because there's kind of that that kind of strange line that divide as to whether people see the world in this way or not. So that's amazing. So what actually went on your vision board? I love that. So I had found the photo from your Entrepreneurs Get Visible podcast, printed it out. So I sort of blew that up a little bit and put it on my vision board. I put on there, 
month's uh, competition winner, featured expert. I had it coming up in my phone. So I set it as an alarm to go off every three hours going competition winner, exclamation mark. So that was going off every few hours just to continuously tell my brain because that's what it's all about. It's telling your brain as often as possible that this is going to happen because your brain doesn't know the difference between what's going on and what's not going on. But if you tell it something often enough, it just kind of goes, okay, cool. You're the competition winner. Let's do this. So when you sat down then to record that interview, how much had you been thinking, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this? It was like a no-brainer for me because as I say it was about six or seven something like that weeks ago that I was like right I'm going to be on her podcast I'm going to make it happen then it was a couple of weeks later that of course you announced this competition I was like right it's perfect so I'm going to do this thing so I just decided I think for a split second I had the should I do it should I do it because you know she's got amazing people on there and she's going to have like hundreds of applicants but I reminded myself it's my brain keeping me safe So I did my energy kind of stuff. I was like, yep, I'm going to win this. Let's do this. I did my energy work before I got on it. And I just made sure that I spoke from the heart and gave as Mm -hmm. much value as possible and trusted that everything was going to be fine. And there's an interesting piece there. You cannot win, um, whether it's a competition or it's in business. If you don't put yourself in the room, if you don't apply, if you don't say that this is my space and I own it, whether you win or not, you cannot be a winner. And I think that's really important. And that's definitely how I play the game. That's how I see things. So talk to us a little bit then, Gemma, about what you do with your business, kind of blending this law of attraction stuff with some of the neuroscience. Yeah. So, I mean, my journey started a long time ago. My entrepreneurial journey started a long time ago. I've been running businesses for about 15 years now. And the first 10 years, I was hopeless, completely failed. I had no idea what I was doing. My money mindset was all over the place. I didn't believe that I could do it. I didn't believe I could be successful. I hated talking about my business and asking for the sale. And as a result, I made about a thousand pounds profit the entire 10 years. And then I was introduced to the concept of the law of attraction. And I was told to go and watch the video, The Secret, which Mm -hmm. some of your listeners may have listened to. And I watched it and I was kind of fascinated. And I thought, okay, I get it. But it all seems a bit too magic and miracles and a bit too woo-woo. At the time, I was in this job as a lawyer that I hated. I was in like 25 grand a credit card debt. I was the serial kind of, oh, it's Monday again. Oh, it's raining again. Oh, I could get stuck in traffic. So for me, I couldn't really see how just declaring to the universe that I was rich, that all this money was going to land on my lap. Mm-hmm. So I then needed the why. I've got quite a logical brain and I needed to know why this stuff sort of happened. So I spent then a year studying neuroscience and neuroplasticity, which is all the brain training kind of stuff. And once I understood how our brains work, where our fears come from, how these beliefs and patterns and things are formed, and then how we can use things like powerful language and like gratitude and vision boards and journaling and things like that to overcome these beliefs and limitations. Everything changed for me. And I've now built a business that's generated over three quarters of a million in sales over the last three years. I'm now a best-selling author. I've been flown to the States a couple of times to speak. I win competitions like this. This isn't the first one that I've won. And it's because I know how the brain works. It's now my mission to help as many female entrepreneurs as possible to understand that they can be doing have whatever it is that they want. And it is their limitation. They can be more than just a mum or just have a side business. Mm. They can be anything that they set their mind to. And that's my mission now. One of the things that changed my life was realizing how much I'd been stuck in that story of feeling sorry for myself, even though I was quite an optimistic person. I would have told you that, that I was quite bright and upbeat. But behind everything, there was this negativity. I'm going to fail. I'm going to be overlooked. This isn't going to happen. I'm going to be rejected. I'll never make any money. And if that's going on constantly, 
then you're not going to shift where you are. And so for me, a lot of that get visible piece is about, well, what happens when you decide that you are going to be surrounded by the people who could make a difference in your career? What happens if you decide you belong there? What happens if you decide that, you know, the income levels that right now feel completely unreachable? Well, what happens if you make yourself the person that you need to be to get there? And it's not like it happens overnight. That's not what we're talking about but making Mm. those constant decisions about how you're going to show up. And I think that's really what you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Because your brain acts on what you tell it. It doesn't know the difference. Your brain is programmed from a very young age, from about four or five or six. That's when that subconscious part of your brain is starting to be formed based on everything that goes on around you, everything that you hear, everything that you see, everything that you witness. And it takes it as normal and it likes repetition and it likes consistency. It likes to keep you safe and happy. That's his only job is to keep you safe and happy within that comfort zone that you've heard about as business owners. We struggle to push through that comfort zone. And that's because you've told your brain that something is normal. Let's say it's not possible for me to make more than a thousand pounds a month. That was something that I told myself Mm -hmm. a few years ago. I could never make more than a thousand pounds a month in my business. So if I've told myself that over and over again, my brain just goes, okay, cool. So you don't make any more than a thousand pounds a month. So then when you're met with an opportunity that could potentially take you over that, your brain goes, whoa, this is scary. We don't like this. We want to keep you at thousand pounds a month. So it gives you the fear and the sick feeling so that you don't go after it. Or maybe you sabotage, you sabotage exactly. the, the opportunity. Exactly. Maybe you get the new client that takes you over that, but then something else happens. Your washing machine breaks or something and you have to go and repair that. So you never get more to that 1000 mark. But again, in the same way, your brain doesn't know the difference. So if you were to then tell yourself, it's easy for me to make 3k a month, then it goes, okay, cool. And you get to that level. And it's easy for me to make 5k a month and you get to that level. And it's the same with everything, not just in business, but outside of that. It's the same with everything. If you tell yourself as much as possible, then, you know, you can get whatever it is that you want. But it is something that you need to do repeatedly. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, like you say. Talk to me then about how the brain works to make this happen. You said you've looked quite a lot into neuroplasticity, and that's an area that really fascinates me. In a nutshell, for someone who's not heard about this before, Describe that process. So there's a filtering part of the brain that's called the reticular activating system or the RAS. This is the part that filters in all of the information that we are fed because we'd go a little bit insane if we didn't have this filtering process. Our senses would just be on overdrive. So it filters in all of the information so that we're focusing on just like a, a small area of things. And the way it knows what to filter is what we are focusing on. So what we're talking about and thinking about and taking action on and that kind of thing. And so it's kind of like having a big filing cabinet in your mind where it filters all of this different stuff and the really important stuff because you've been talking about it. Let's say you focus on this particular car for six months and this is all you're thinking about. Then every time you see that car, it's going to make you aware of it and it's going to make you aware of the advert that comes on TV because it's all you've been talking about. And so anytime that something goes off that's that, it goes, oh, let's put that in the really important filing cabinet and everything else goes kind of in the background. So in the same way, if you've been telling yourself it's not possible for me to be successful. Why am I always so broke? I hate being in so much debt. I'm such a failure in my business. Your brain is just going to think this is really important to you. It doesn't know the difference. It just acts on what you tell it. And so it makes you more aware of those kind of things because it's telling you that all of these things that you are thinking about are really important to you. And so it's going to make you more aware of all of these things just in the same way. If you were to tell yourself, it's more than possible for me to have a really successful business. It's more than possible for me to make 10K a month. I have a six-figure business. Your brain is going to bring you all of those things that are going to make you feel that way and bring you that option because it just wants you to be safe and it just wants you to be happy. And you filtered out and distorted and generalized all the information that could show you 
that you could have that 10 grand a month because you are trapped in that cycle of talking about the fact that you can't. So you're missing the opportunities because they're literally not in your awareness, but they're still happening. One of the things that has made a massive difference to me in terms of my income levels is deciding who I'm going to surround myself with. So, you know, I'm regularly now talking to multimillionaires. I'm regularly talking to people who've had a launch that's three, four hundred thousand pounds in a month. And so when that becomes the norm around you, because that becomes part of your everyday awareness, that makes you step up because you haven't got that. I haven't got that frame of reference that it's not possible to make a thousand pounds. I haven't. That's not part of my everyday. Yeah. But there's all sorts of things that go on at a subconscious level, isn't there? That we we bring ourselves down, we pull ourselves down, we tell ourselves these stories that are often quite deep rooted. So how do you get someone to shift that? So it all starts with the awareness. Awareness is the very first step of what that looks like. For me, I had this really strong belief of not being good enough. And it's the most common belief in the world. It's got its own name. It's called atelophobia. It's the most popular belief that we're not good enough. And this started, I realized through hypnotherapy and things like that, that it was as a result of my dad leaving when I was six years old. He left because I wasn't good enough. And that was then just programmed and programmed and programmed throughout my life. So when I was bullied at school, it's because I wasn't good enough. Or when boyfriends cheated on me, it's because I wasn't good enough. And when I was passed up in my law job, it's because I wasn't good enough. And so this was a story that I'd built up in my head. But once I had that awareness, I could see how I could change that. So there are ways that you can be telling your brain these new stories, because that's all they are. I call them the BS excuses, the beliefs and stories that become these excuses. So you can be telling your brain over and over again, I am good enough. I can do it. I do deserve to have it. And it can be things like your language, everything that you say to yourself out loud, every single word you speak, your brain is picking up on. So when you can be saying to yourself, I'm more than good enough, it's more than possible for me to have a six-figure business, it's more than possible for me to speak on stage, and it's more than possible for me to grow my business and grow my success. If you're doing it enough and enough and enough, your brain is just going to take it as true, and that is going to become your new normal. Then you will have the new comfort zones. They don't go away. Even when you're making a million pounds, you'll have all these stories for why you can't make too. So it's just going through that process of telling yourself again and again and again what it is that you want, really visualizing what it is that you want. The most powerful way that you can tell your brain, or I guess the quickest way that you can tell your brain what it is that you want is with your emotions. That's the way it's triggered over everything else. It's number one, emotions. And number two is what you're visualizing, which is why things like having a vision board is so powerful. Because when you can look at that board and see those images and then really get into the feeling of what it's going to be like when you've achieved it, your brain picks up on that feeling, goes, this is nice. We like this. It kind of notes it, it stores it, and it wants to bring you more of it, which is why things like gratitude is so powerful. So many things I want to say here, but the first thing I'm going to tell you is that I had a law of attraction moment this morning that I only just realized. So we've had this image in our lounge that was bought for us as a Christmas present years ago. And when we redecorated last year, I just kind of shoved it up. I didn't have another another picture to go there. I couldn't face Ikea again. So that went back on the wall, even though it had been in the loft for a while. During lockdown, we were saying, we just want to go somewhere in England. Just want to go somewhere in England. We're not ready to fly abroad. Books a holiday. <laughs> this morning when I was exercising, I realized that the place that I had booked is overlooking the image that is on this picture. That's insane. Yep. It's absolutely it. insane. And it's the, it, I'm not going to say where we're going on holiday because this hasn't gone out yet. But, yeah. but the, <laughs> and actually, I'd never looked at it before consciously. But the name of the place that we have booked is the name of the place that is marked at the bottom of this massive picture. 
insane. So powerful. So powerful. And I've in the past used vision boards for things like TED Talks, which is interesting because I haven't done one yet. I've used it for particular clients, particularly in the voiceover world that I wanted to work for, particular people I wanted to work with, particular relationships I wanted to foster with people of influence. And whilst I developed relationships with them, it didn't then go on to what I thought it would. So you can't always manufacture the outcome, but you can often manufacture the connection and the relationship that you have. So for example, one of the ones that I want to share is when I first read The Secret, I did a vision board. And at the time, I really wanted to be on stage at the RSC, the Royal Shakespeare Company. And I knew really that the key to this was the casting director. So I cut out this photograph of her in the the stage magazine and I had it on my vision board. Within three months, we'd become friends through a really random connection, not because I'd been at an audition and that kind of thing. And as it was, actually, she pointed out to me, I didn't really want to work for the company, even though I'd said for years that was my dream. But I had so many other stuff going on behind the scenes that that was actually a really catalytic moment in me realizing that 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 life that I've been saying I wanted, it wasn't true because there was more and all sorts of things that I've had that, that have worked in that way. I use a vision board for working out what holidays we want. There's a property that I want to purchase. That's up there. I know exactly what it looks like. And what's exciting for us now is that we're in that process of being able to go and look at properties that are like that. But if I hadn't had that thought in my head that one day it could be a possibility, then it wouldn't be a possibility because I feel like I've made it happen because of how I've thought. Yeah. So what was the changing point for you then? When did you first start to realize this stuff worked? So it had been at the beginning of 2017. So it was February 2016 that I was introduced to the law of attraction and the secret and things like that. And again, things were starting to change. Like I was getting on a little bit better with my boss at the time and I was a little bit happier and we'd get like 30 pound here and £30 there and that kind of thing. But again, I needed to know why. I was like, I'll I'll put a vision board up on my wall, but I need to know why. Because I did a vision board and I cut out all of these inspiring images from magazines like I was told to and I put it on my wall and I got to Christmas 2016 and I was like, okay, universe, where's my stuff? I hadn't manifested any of it. Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff, basically? (laughs) I remember saying that. But then I really understood the neuroscience and the brain kind of stuff to it and how I can apply what I'm knowing to overcome the fears and beliefs and things like that. And it was at the beginning of 2017 that things really started to change where I became really intentional with what it is that I wanted. I changed my language. So I was saying affirmations everywhere. I say affirmations in my shower. I was saying affirmations when I'm going on my walk. I was being really intentional about putting things on my vision board and how to use it. And it was just four months later then that I was able to leave that law job and take my business full time after spending 10 years trying to leave that and take my business full time because I had created that kind of success. We manifested our dream home that year literally down to the room. Like you, I had visions on there of what it is that I wanted. I couldn't find the home that I wanted. So I found all of these different pictures and I found a picture of this lounge with a hardwood floor that went to like these patio doors at the end. And I found another picture of a curved patio with a barbecue on it. There was a picture with this long green lawn with an apple tree. There was a country kitchen with red kitchenware in it. And it was just about seven weeks later after putting it on the vision board that we moved into this home that had hardwood floor, went to a patio that had a curved patio with a barbecue on it, had a long green lawn with two apple trees. We had a country kitchen. They even left their red kitchenware and we manifested that dream home. And it's since then that I've achieved so much. Beginning of 2018, I said, I'm going to be a best-selling author. Had no idea how it was going to happen, but I was like, I'm going to be a best-selling author. Eight months later, I was. And so it's just getting into that mindset of seeing it 
and believing it's possible. And I think that you're so right with that. I decided that I was going to have a number one podcast. I decided that I was going to be a number one best-selling author. I decided how much I was going to make in my business. So I then have to find the ways to make it happen. But if I was still telling myself that I couldn't, that I didn't deserve, that I wasn't enough, then that's where I would be. And for me, one of the biggest stories of transformation was changing my language from I'm disabled, I'm depressed, I'm injured, I can't heal, my life is rubbish. I can't say those words anymore. So I did what you're talking about in terms of my health. I am healing, I am recovering, I am fit, I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm capable of anything. And if you've never done this work, if you've never really put this into practice, it's hard to believe that this can be as powerful and as effective as it is because it sounds too simple. Yep. But that in that simplicity is where all the stuff you want lies. And that doesn't mean it just comes to you automatically. You have to work hard for it. And to a certain extent, you have to kind of let it go as well. Trust the process. And I think sometimes there are things that I've really fixed on that I've wanted too hard. I've wanted them too hard. And and then I didn't get them. And then I'd be angry that this stuff doesn't work. But ultimately, something else happened as a result maybe six months or a year or two years down the line that made me look and go, that wasn't the right thing because there was something better just around the corner because I didn't get that thing. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about what you've seen for clients as a result of tapping into this work. What transformations have you developed? Have you witnessed? It's just been incredible to see their journeys because it doesn't just affect their business. It affects everything. And the clients, when they start working with me, they have all of the imposter syndrome, all of the fears. They've grown up believing that it's not nice to have money and it's you know you're more humble if you're poor and so we don't talk about money we don't ask for the sale we don't want to be sleazy and spammy we don't want to be annoying to people and offend people or interrupt people and things like that and it's just getting them in the mindset of they can be doing and have whatever it is that they want sales is just an exchange of value again it's that negative connotation that we've given the word our brain has grown up believing that to be in sales means you're sleazy or spammy and you get the idea and the image in your head of a sleazy car salesman or something. So it's just getting them around that. And then they're making more sales in their business. They're getting more visible. My clients are getting out there and doing things like Facebook Lives, which they were terrified of doing before. They're being interviewed on different kind of places. They're bringing in more clients. They're trusting that they can have it. And they're being really intentional with their goals. Whereas before they'd be saying things like, oh, well, hopefully, hopefully this year I'm going to be successful. And hopefully this year... Which means you won't. Exactly. That's what I say to them. Which means you don't believe it. Yeah. You don't believe it's coming. One of the very first things I say to everybody I work with and everywhere is get rid of hopefully someday, one day, and I'll try because that stuff is never going to happen. I'll try. I'll try means I won't. Exactly. I'm a huge believer in visualizations and that's something I have a little shop. So if any of you are listening, I have all sorts of visualizations that are about confidence with about how you bring money into your life, about winning awards. So I believe the reason I've won awards in Hollywood, the reason that I've won so many business awards is because I thought about it first and I thought about it long and hard. I thought about belonging in that room. I thought about celebrating in that room. And even the awards that I've not won, that I've been a finalist for, I've manifested them. I knew what I was going to wear. Long before I started using red as part of my branding, I would picture myself wearing a red dress at an awards event in Hollywood. And the first award that I was a finalist for in Hollywood, I was wearing a red dress and I didn't win. But the feeling of the crowd and the 
connections that I had in the industry when my name was called out was worth way more to me than getting the trophy, getting that prize that night because I made that happen. I made it happen because I put myself in the room and I put myself in the room in my head long before anything like that was even vaguely a possibility. Yeah. It's about deciding who you want to be and what you want to show up in your life. Absolutely. And those visualizations are so powerful because as I say, the quickest way you can tell your brain what it is that you want is with your emotions. The second way is with the images. If you're telling yourself something, your brain doesn't pick up on the negative aspect of the word or the positive aspect of the word. It picks up on the word that it can create an image with. So if I was to say to you, don't think about a purple elephant. Whatever you do, do not think about a purple elephant. I don't want anybody listening to this at all to think about a purple elephant. What's going to happen? Your brain's going to go purple elephant. And it might look different for different people. You know, I always use the example of a pink elephant. So I'm now thinking of two elephants, (laughs) one's pink and one's purple. (laughs) There you go. So, but your brain goes, oh, purple elephant. It hasn't picked up on the fact that I've said, don't do that. And just in the same way, if you're telling yourself, I don't want to be in debt or I don't want to be a failure, your brain's picking up on what it can create an image with. So when you can be setting these really powerful visualizations, getting the image in your mind, And then adding in the feeling, that feeling of gratitude, that feeling of excitement or joy or however it's going to feel when you're on that stage or winning that award. Your brain's going to go, wow, this is nice. We like this. It's going to trigger it. It's going to note it for next time. And it's going to do whatever it can to bring you more of those things that are going to make you feel that way because it just wants to keep you safe and wants to keep you happy. So for someone who is potentially curious about this, having not done it before, where do they start? So there's lots of places that you can start in terms of books and things. There are so many self-development and personal development books that talk about the power of the brain and that kind of thing. I would say if somebody wasn't going to do anything else, if they came away from this and didn't want to do anything else, I'd say start with gratitude because I know it's thrown about everywhere on social media, but it is so important because you literally cannot feel gratitude with a negative emotion. It's just impossible. You can't feel grateful and scared or grateful and resentful or grateful and angry. It's just physically, scientifically impossible. But when you can be focusing on the gratitude and focusing on the things that you're thankful for, your brain is going to pick up on it. Your brain's going to like it. It's going to send these mood boosting chemicals around your body. It's going to note it tick off the little checklist and it's going to bring you more things to feel grateful for. I get so many clients that come to me saying, I'll be really grateful when I'm making 10K a month. I'll be really grateful when I've got my book out there. But those things aren't going to come until you start expressing what you're thankful for now. And this isn't about saying, I'm grateful for what I have and I don't need anything more. This is, I'm so thankful for what I have and I'm so excited for what's still to come. And so if nothing else, when you can focus on that gratitude, that really changed everything for me. Like I said earlier, I was the person that I'd open my eyes in the morning and go, oh, I had such a rubbish night's sleep. It's going to be a long day. I'm so tired. Oh, great. It's raining. And oh, I'm going to get stuck in the traffic. Now I open my eyes every day, regardless of what it does before I even look out the window. I'll say, thank you, universe, for an amazing night's sleep. I feel so awake. I feel so excited for the day. Today is a money-making day or today is a visibility day. Energy. Exactly. Because of that, my day goes so much quicker. Whereas before I would then get out of bed and I'd stub my toe and I'd probably find that I'd run out of tea bags and then I'd lose my keys and then I'd be late. And it's just because your brain goes, oh, okay, we want to feel really frustrated today. We want to feel annoyed. It doesn't know the difference. It's not doing it to be mean. It's just acting on what you tell it. So if nothing else, when you can start with that gratitude, you'll find yourself or even kill, you'll find yourself more positive, which means you're going to be more open to some of these other kind of techniques like using your language and things like that, using the affirmations, using the power of the vision board. So if nothing else, start with gratitude. My first encounter with 
the law of attraction with some I've never talked about this my my (laughs) parents my parents daily mail readers for their sins and one year there was this free book by Jonathan Carner who was the horoscopes chap for the daily mail and he had written this book called cosmic ordering and I remember picking it up one Christmas it was about a week before Christmas and uh, just saying, oh, what a load of rubbish. This is never going to work. You can't just have whatever you want. And then it was like, the, the first chapter was just pick something that you believe is a stretch for you to get, but you do actually believe you could have it. Just give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. But the deal is you have to come to you for free. You have to be aware of it. And you have to set a deadline for when it's going to come. And I remember, remember kind of sneering like, this is never going to work, but all right, let's do it. And I said, right, I want a piano. And I want the piano to be in my house and it's got to be in by, I said, oh, well, month time. No, it's not going to be a month. It's going to be in by Christmas Eve. So this was seven days away. And I kind of went, oh, it's going to be for a hundred pound. No, it isn't. It's going to be for free. So I want a piano in a week's time for free. Never even had thought about having a piano until that moment. I don't know why I said I wanted a piano. So we got to Christmas Eve and I hadn't done anything about it because I was fairly determined if this stuff works, I'm not going to go out and look for a piano. It's just going to happen. I was sitting in my parents on Christmas Eve in the afternoon. It was about three o'clock in the afternoon. The crucial bit was my brothers had started to arrive home to my parents for Christmas. And I was looking through saying, oh, I read this rubbish book mum and dad had about cosmic ordering. I was going through the local paper, as I'm saying. Oh, and I was saying I wanted a piano in my house by Christmas Eve, but you know, it's here and it's not got no piano. Literally looked down and there was an advert for a piano that was free, but needed to be picked up by Christmas Eve at 6 p.m. <laughs> so we were laughing so hard that we literally rang this woman and I said, I can come and get it now if you still got it. And she said, yes, but you've got to be here in the next couple of hours. One of my brothers had come home with a van for Christmas. Why did he have a van? I don't know. <laughs> but it even had like a pulley system on it. So we had five men who could lift a piano, a piano that was extremely heavy, that was in full perfect working order. It was beautiful. And we had it in my house at five to six on Christmas Eve. Love that. It was nuts. <laughs> It was absolutely nuts. And so that that kind of opened up my eyes that there's maybe something going on here because it was in my awareness. Now, that advert would always have been in that newspaper, but my brain wouldn't have been going, ah, piano, piano, piano. Exactly, exactly. Setting that intention is so important. Yeah. This podcast, we talk a lot about visibility. So how does this work? Give us your top tips on how this works in terms of putting yourself out there to get what you want. So it's all going to start with that confidence because a lot of the reason that we don't put ourselves out there, and this was for me, like I said earlier, I spent so many years feeling like I'm not good enough. So for me, I couldn't be visible because I'm too short to be visible. I'm too fat to be visible. I don't have designer clothing. I don't have like nice shoes. And this was the reason why I couldn't speak on stage or I couldn't go live and things like that. So when you can really believe that I can do it because everybody's going to resonate with different people. Some people may look at me and think, wow, she's too fat and too short to be on stage. What's she doing? But other people will go, wow, I love what she's talking about and won't even notice how big or short or small or tall or whatever I am. So it's understanding that you can have it. And so you need to be building up that confidence to go and do it because once you've done it, your brain's going to go, okay, that wasn't quite as terrifying. Nobody got chased by a bear. So it's all right. Let's stretch the comfort zone a little bit. And then next time you do it, it's going to be a little bit better. 
So just start by focusing on the language. Remember, no hopefully, no someday, no I'll try and be a bit more visible. You need to be very intentional with that language. Tell yourself that you can be visible, that your people are going to follow you, your tribe are going to find you. Think about all the amazing people around the world that you're going to impact when you start getting more visible and use this language daily. Don't just say it once and then think that's okay and don't say it once and then forget for three days. Every single day, tell yourself things like, I love that I'm getting more visible each and every day. I love the amount of people that I get to impact because I'm getting more visible. There's no hopefully someday kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's also not then undoing it. It's not saying one day or one hour, I'm putting myself out there, I'm getting all these great things and then going, oh, it's never going to happen because you're undoing that. You're, you're yeah. setting, by saying the negative, you're setting a new intention and a new instruction for your brain to follow. You've got to think about what instruction is it I want my brain to be programmed towards so that my attention and awareness is programmed towards. Fascinating stuff, Gemma. Thank you so much for coming onto the show for us today. Thank you for having me. What is the best place for people to come and find out about you and your work? So I have a website, which is GemmaJamesCoaching.com. I do have a free guide. It's called the Successful Sales Formula. And this is five success habits that are going to take you from fearful imposter to empowered expert. So what are those things that you can be doing every day? Because as I say, it's not enough to just say it once. You need to be doing this stuff every day. So I'm more than happy for your readers to come and download that so they can get some more of these success habits. And I'm all over the social media at Gemma James Coaching. Great. We'll make sure that that link is in the show notes. And for anyone who does want to give visualization a try, then you can head over to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash shop. There are so many visualizations, some of which I use myself on a daily basis in order to create whatever it is I want in my life. Because I'm constantly thinking, where am I going? Where am I heading? What do I want to bring in? What do I want rid of? What do I no longer want? What have I been saying that that is part of my present reality? And how can I get rid of it? So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode with Gemma James, our competition winner for Entrepreneurs Get Visible and finding out a little bit about law of attraction and how you can get the practical side of this into your business and into your life. So that's it for me for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.